Here we go. <laughs> I'll start it again. When are you hitting start? It started. Oh. <laughs> go i need to shazam these <laughs> <laughs> that was um that that was my best take on uh it's called cute without the e cut from the team that's the whole song title cool and the name of the band is taking back sunday oh my gosh i was so into taking back sunday in college well did you recognize that when song? i was like really angry yeah. why are you angry no i wasn't angry i just thought i was like so cool listening to like this hard rock <laughs> music you know that was it your lipstick is colored on. <laughs> you probably have no clue what I'm talking about. I do know that one. I do know that um, one. Yeah. So the, um, I, that was. It's been a while since I kind of learned a new one. And um, it's funny to hear "Taking Back Sunday" on a ukulele. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not as badass. Makes it seem so light and bright. <laughs> it's like Enya now. <laughs> Which I've been playing Enya around the house though. Really? Yeah. The uh, CDs are on the ukulele. On the Sonos. Oh. It's, you, Who can? <laughs> <laughs> It just reminds me of that CD. Remember they used to advertise it on television, that album, and it was like the waves and the mountains. It's really good. She's Irish. Do you know that? I did not know that. She's Irish. Um, No, I've been, we've been playing it a lot, like especially like as I've been cooking a lot. Um, Oh, that's nice and relaxing. I've been playing that, like last, it was last weekend when it was cold. So maybe two weeks ago, it got really, really cold Mm -hmm. on a Sunday. And so Gina and Noah went to go get their nails done or something like that. And um, (laughs) that's so cute. I was going to do chili, but like I wanted to do it from scratch. Like okay. I didn't want to use like any of like the pre-made seasonings mm-hmm. or whatever. So I like, I literally went, I went to Whole Foods and got like, I use like to use sweet potato. So I use grass fed beef, sweet potatoes and like a whole bunch of beans and peppers and onions. Delicious. On. And so, but I literally started where I actually sauteed the stuff before I would put wow. it in the crock pot. So, wow. I, so what I did was like, I actually turned on. Um, like a Pandora station, kind of like an Enya station or something. Um, it's actually, I guess the station I'd use is called Calm Meditation, but cool. it, um, it kind of gets all that stuff in there, the new age and then some some classical stuff. Uh, and then I literally just put it on and like, I was like, I have as much time in the world to prepare this and take as much time. So it wasn't like, hurry up and get this done so we can get the baby in the bath and then put her to bed. <laughs> it was just like, let me just start it. That's nice it. and relaxing. It was, it was very nice. And as somebody that uses a crock pot a lot, I can say that that's really great that you actually kind of sauteed the ingredients first it really does make a difference it does um it's it, not always necessary because i make chili yeah, all the time yeah, yeah, yeah. no but it and was, don't do it but it really it adds gives a, it a nice good, it does mm-hmm. give it a good flavor um but the and just anytime like you you, you put in your pan like onions and peppers and mm-hmm. garlic i mean you it immediately smells like so a million good. bucks yeah that's true. um and the but i guess if if you're a true be- uh, bean connoisseur, mm-hmm. you have to soak the beans. Well, I just used canned beans. Yeah, I use canned beans too. Um, and jo- Dr. Josh, as he says, he's a bean nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, he was <laughs> saying, he's like, you know, don't put the beans in for the whole time in the crock pot because they get too soft. Add them right before at the end. Oh, and that's whatever. interesting. But I did not do that. So um, I just put them in there with everything. It's funny how everybody's a little bit different with their recipes yeah. like that. Uh, he told me he, he actually said I'm a bean nerd. He like he even just show, <laughs> like telling me all the beans that I could put in there, stuff like red orchid beans. Or oh, I've never like, even heard of those. Dragonfly <laughs> something beans. It was crazy. So um, here we are. So episode twenty two. Yeah. This is episode twenty two. We thought we'd have Ralph. We lost Ralph I somewhere think he's still along sleeping the line. At eleven thirty in the morning. 
Uh, we're sitting here by a big orange tent. This is so cool. So I came into Jake's house today and I, you can look right through to his whole back area and the screened in portion of it had a giant tent. And the first thing I said was, oh my God, did you set that up for Noah? Has she been sleeping in this? She has a door of the Explorer, um, like ball pit, which it's one of those toys. Again, I love playing with my daughter and everything, but it's one of those toys when she wants to bring it out or she goes to grab it. Like Gina and I both go, oh, Oh yeah, I can imagine it's such a mess because it's hassle. a big ball pit. But then it also has like a little another like tube where she can crawl through, and then it has like another area where she kind of it's like a hamster, like a big <laughs> hamster, you know, thing. And so she uh, she pulled that out, and I was like, you know, what? fuck it, if we're gonna do this, <laughs> may as well put a tent together. And so it actually took me thirty minutes to put up. We got this tent six years ago when we got married as a gift that we never been camping. The since. tent is so awesome. I want to use this, this tent is, when I go it says camping. It's a six-person tent. It's huge. It's so 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 nice. Thirteen feet in diameter, I think. I didn't. I thought it was like one of those like small. I really thought it was one of the small ones when I like unpacked it, and I was like, holy shit, this thing's big. Yeah, it's big. It's really cool. Uh, so we did. So on Sunday we. Um, uh, she had, you know, lunch in there <laughs> and she was kind of rolling around in there and she did yoga in there. <laughs> but Gina tells me, like, I have to put it away when she's not here. Because if we try and put it away while she's here, it's going to be course. ultimate breakdown. So, um, so yeah. So we have the um, a big orange tent right beside us. It looks good. Yeah. Um, and so it's funny enough, I did on Friday text you. You did. Okay. So for those of you who did not listen to the podcast last Wait, week, before we get into that, we are going to have a, <laughs> we're going to have a giveaway. I, I've been told I should probably say this at the very beginning at the top of the show. We're going to be giving away yes. a Breville, uh, U brew coffee maker. Um, since we sell Super coffee nice. on the alternative daily, um, one of the complaints I get is, Oh, it's whole bean. Uh, can't you send it ground? Well, the second you ground it, it starts the, the aging process really quickly, speeds it up. You know, starts the staling process actually. And so that's why we sell it as whole beans. Um, and I get a lot of complaints of like, can you sell it ground? Um, so instead of selling it ground, we're just going to give away, um, a, a coffee. ridiculously nice coffee maker it's that will really- grind it too. It grinds it. You can pick how much you want in your carafe. It's a thermos. So it's not even a glass one. You know, it, I don't like to use the glass one because if you reheat it, it goes bad. Um, so it keeps it in a really nice metal thermos. Um, and it's the one that I use. So we're going to tell you later how you can actually win that. Yeah. Um, so anyways, so I was texting Megan. So you were texting me. This is perfect because last week on the podcast, we spent a lot of the time talking about how you, Jake, are not really a big TV watcher, movie watcher. I know we... The big theme, it started as talking about how you had given up cable TV for a year and a half. And so I thought it was really funny that last Friday night, you texted me and you go, I just watched a movie. I did. And I was so excited. I was like, what did you watch? I needed to know right away. And the movie that I watched. Was a very good movie. It's actually a very good. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. You have seen it. I have seen it. I've seen it on Netflix. Uh, I don't even know why people say that. Because you just, that's like, it's like I watched it on Amazon. I watched it on Apple TV. <laughs> <sighs> you but kids. I digress. You kids. Okay, so tell them the movie. Uh, the movie is actually called Chef. It's great. It is available on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Megan is actually, I don't know why you're hawking Netflix. This is brought to you by Netflix. <laughs> um, it's also available on Amazon, and I'm sure there's a VHS tape. Do you think if you wanted to get a VHS tape for it? I can't even imagine that they would make VHS tapes anymore. Really? No, I'm sure not. Blu-ray. I don't even think they make regular DVDs anymore. Oh come on, they do make regular <laughs> DVDs. So it's actually really good if you if you if you're into just kind of like a feel-good comedy, um, you know, it's actually and it's all about kind of you know getting the create getting into your creative side, etc. It's with John Favreau, um, and I won't give it away. It's based in Miami. 
It's ba- yeah, L.A. and Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy who works in a really nice restaurant who is not spending enough time with his kids is not you know tr- he's not mindful with his family, um, and then eventually gets fired and then actually rebuilds his dream through a food truck. So could you kind of relate to that just in your own life of working for so long for somebody else and not really being happy with it oh, and then yeah. stopping that to do your own thing? Yeah, and it's funny. It's if you look at it from a macro scale, yes, but then even just a micro scale with what I'm doing with the alternative daily. Because mm-hmm. there's definitely things where it's just like I in the day to day things, you're just like you get so concentrated on, you know, getting advertisers or selling books and stuff like that when you actually need to be mindful to your creative side. And I've actually recently started trying to pay attention to that more. Um, that's why we're doing some non-health related content. We're trying to, so we had an awesome, it's kind of like running, I would say like an old school magazine. Like we have these conversations where, you know, we start talking about things like yesterday was an awesome conversation because, and I ha- we haven't had these, and we used to have these once a week, we'd have these content meetings where I would sit, we'd sit there and brainstorm. Um, we haven't had those in a while. And I guess you could say maybe it helped by watching this movie, but uh, I want to get into the process again of having these, these content editorial meetings where we just kind of brainstorm a bunch of things. Like I learned in a, me- a span of 30 minutes yesterday, I learned more about uh, solar panels, um, the crime in the United States, how it's actually, um, going down but there is a very bad reason it's going down um and i've learned about um, some more finance stuff i cool. learned it was like it's just a bunch of just really cool stuff I was in a 30 minute span of time with all of my editors of just asking questions and here's the cool and here's the kind of the cool thing not the cool thing but here's like the one crime thing that i learned was that the crime rate in the u.s is actually down from where it was like 20 years ago actually crime is down the 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 bad part about that is it's because we're incarcerating so many more people at a rapid rate and the same people that the same you could say you know white collar crimes or just like of people like rich people doing you know getting slaps on the hands people in you know lower income and poverty are getting 10 years for it and so what we're doing is we're getting a lot of the bad people off the road it's kind of like you know just casting your net and just mm-hmm. getting the bad ones but there's some not as bad that are in there too um and we're gonna have an article about that but it was just it was as as greg my news director was telling me it was just kind of like oh my gosh yes it is better from a crime standpoint but this is the reason that nobody wants to talk about you know what's interesting is yesterday it's funny that you talked about this because yesterday there was an article that came out in the miami herald newspaper i was reading it online And they were talking about how in Miami-Dade County, DUIs and arrests resulting from driving under the influence or driving while drunk have been significantly lower in 2015 than they were compared to 2012 through 2014. Yeah. A lot less DUIs. And they were researching that and they were trying to figure out why is it? Is it because more people are taking Uber and Lyft and cabs? And it turns out that that's a small reason, but really the problem in Miami-Dade County is it's not people are drinking less. They have less law enforcement out there doing DUI checks and arresting people. So whereas before it was a huge group of officers that were doing that, now that group is less than half. So it was kind of interesting that they were putting out these statistics. Oh, DUI arrests are down in 2015. No, our police force was down. They didn't have enough people on the roads doing that. Yeah. The um, the same thing actually kind of happened with um, the manatee. We, we actually, we were doing an article about it, and it turns out that we actually have to do some more digging on it because living down here, I know a little bit more about the manatees than, you know, people, let's just say, you know, in the Midwest. Um, do you see them out here sometimes? Yeah, there's, I'm sure. yes, yes, yeah. we do. Um, and the, the one 
the one thing that I was reading was that, you know, the manatees were now off the endangered species list. So everybody mm-hmm. was all excited about it. You know, yes, we save the manatees. It is true that the population has grown, but what has actually happened, and I have to get even more factual about this, but is that they, it two, one of two things happened. Either the, the numbers to get on the endangered species, the actual, um, that number decreased, which then the manatee was actually off the list now because the, the barrier was down. Um, and, a, a lot of it actually has to do with now there's a big construction boom. And so people want to build, build, build. And there's a lot of areas around the water where you can't build because they're manatee zones, et cetera. And so there's a lot of politics that go and say, hey, well, there's tons of manatees out there now. They're doing okay. What can we do to bring that, you know, to bring the endangered species number down so we can start building? Because look, I'm out there. They're out <laughs> there. So it is the flip side of the, yes, everybody thinks that, you know, yes, we save them when in reality, it's just. It's We're all, changing numbers. It's politics. Mm-hmm. changing numbers. Yeah. So. Um, wow, that's a, we're just brightening everything there. <laughs> no, the chef movie was really good. So I digress. Um, it was it, it really kind of piqued another interest in, in my in my uh, in my creative side to get going. And um, did it make you hungry while watching it? You know, actually, I just got done eating, and so I, I don't watch it while you're hungry. Uh, but I will say, like, he makes like, so it looks like he makes some really good pasta. He makes mm-hmm. some really good grilled cheese yeah. on there and everything. Uh, but it was just it was a really good feel good story. Um, it was one of those like you. I was waiting to see if there was something really, really bad going to happen. And nothing bad happened. No, it's a nice family movie. So, I mean, for the most part. Yeah, for the, there's a couple f bombs, mm-hmm. but um, but it was really good. So I did watch a movie. Oh, and I also thought about this. I should have brought this up when we were uh, talking last week. Was uh, I was on an airplane back from L.A. to um, where'd I come into Palm Beach? And on the on the first leg from L.A. to Atlanta, I did watch. I was I, I was like I'm gonna watch a movie. I'm gonna pass five hours time. I shut two of them off. Fifteen minutes. Which into movies? Them. Had the same actress in them. I so I was like I hear a lot about this Amy Schumer person. Let me see if I can you know let me see her stand up. I like comedy. Mm-hmm. Fifteen minutes into it, I was like this is awful. She's terrible. The movie Trainwreck. The, the, sta- the stand up. Okay. Stand up. I was like this is she's just trying so hard. Like she's okay. so she's like she's trying so hard right now. So I shut it off. And I was like, okay, well, I, that was a stand-up. Let me see Trainwreck. Let me see whatever. Turn that off. Shut that ten minutes. Trainwreck is hilarious. Was, see, I, she tries too hard. I can I can see what I can see where like, you're thinking that. But no, no, no. And, and I don't want to say that like, oh, she's just kind of like the Chris Farley type of thing. But like, it's just like it's not that I found it profane at all. I just found it like played out. There's like no creativity to it it's definitely i i saw the movie train wreck i thought it was hilarious i did think it was slightly overrated as far as you know it being nominated for golden globes and all of that it wasn't you know the funniest movie of the year No, but like i think there's a way to and this goes this is perfect this goes into creativity which is like her creativity angle is to like be very outlandish Mm -hmm. and talk about her vagina and like because oh girls don't talk about that but there's like not enough creativity to that i see what you're saying and she's kind of the same in every she's definitely airs on the side of being one note for sure because i've seen her stand-up which is on hbo yeah and it's very very similar to even some of the jokes that she made in an acceptance speech when she won i think it was glamour magazine's woman of the year she made this really funny speech and that came out um like six months ago, eight months ago, and I watched it, and I was like, oh, you know, she did say some things that were kind of gross, but about female anatomy, yeah. and it was funny, but then I saw her, like, I think it's live at the Apollo Theater, that HBO special she had, yes. yeah, and yeah. literally, word for word, some of the jokes from yeah. the acceptance speech were part of her comedy shtick, and so I remember thinking, 
okay. I mean, it doesn't feel very original. And right. then I saw a train wreck and it was, she's definitely recycling. She's really on that hamster wheel of like talking about how she's big, talking about how yeah. vaginas are the, you know, yes, she's a slut. She's this, she's that. And I think it's funny and refreshing, but then you look at other female comedians like Chelsea Handler, for example, who is another one that people feel very divided on. And one thing that you can say about her is at least her material was always or, very different. Or you, I look at somebody like Kristen Wiig, I think is very funny. She's and she's just creative, like with her faces, with her She's persona. also a character actor, though, as far as like, you know, somebody like Amy Schumer is really more of just a comedian. She's not necessarily an actress. Sure. Which is why I thought when she, I mean, I'm not saying she didn't deserve it, but, you know, when she won, she was nominated for the Golden Globe for Best Female Performance in a Comedy up against um, women like her good friend, the actress Jennifer Lawrence. And it's like, how can Amy Schumer in Trainwreck be compared to an Oscar? You know, it was yeah. like, it didn't really make sense in my opinion. I don't know. It, the movie was terrible. The and it's was not a family movie. Trainwreck is funny, ladies. Two thumbs down from this guy. I th you know what else is funny? Most guys don't like Trainwreck. My boyfriend didn't like it. My best it did, friend Taylor didn't it, like it, it. It wasn't the fact that it was like, oh, this is disgusting and profane. It was more of like, I'm bored. I'm on an airplane. <laughs> and so I actually watched The Martian. I was just about to say you could have watched The Martian. I watched The Martian on my way out to Telluride. Um, that was good. Um, it was a little bit. I know the man was on Mars for, you know, it years but it, if a lot of it was like far-fetched yeah absolutely he ate pota a potato every single day know, that I he know. you know don't give anything away poop. don't 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 give everything it's funny, away. i always said that i would do this i would love to do this startup i don't know it's impossible to start but i actually do like to watch the um uh like the trailers okay um i'm like okay these are interesting uh -huh. if they would just put the ending at there i would pay five bucks to watch a trailer I'd be like, okay, let me just see the ending. How does it end? Cool. So like my friends say that oh, I want to go see this movie and they tell me about it and they're like, I'm going to save it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to go watch it. Just tell me what happens at the end. And they're like, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm like, I really don't care. I hate people like so you. So I would love to have, I want to start, I want to start a website that actually like has Like five minute movies? Yeah, five minute. But it's for all the movies that are out. So I can say, oh, I saw this stupid movie, Hail Caesar. And this is what <laughs> happens at the end. Right. Um, so that's my take. I'm an, I'm an old Yenta. Yes, you are. Um, so that was... <laughs> So that's uh so that was the movie chef, um, and then I also have upcoming, yes, going to a, we're wedding. actually meeting early this week. We're meeting early. I'm actually going to I'm going to a gay wedding this weekend. Woo! Uh, my sister and her fiance, uh, Lauren, are actually getting married, and we're uh, getting down into the Florida Keys. Um, I think it actually was passed last year, last January. Um, the um, I don't I don't actually know the, the wording of it, but. Um, uh, it was basically allowed gays to get married last January, I think, last January, February. And so they started planning at that point. They got engaged like right around then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good for um, them. Actually, I think it was right, right before Christmas. And then this happened. They're like, oh, well, cool. We can like officially do it. So, um, so I'm actually headed down to uh, Isla Morana this You're weekend. One of my like the best man in it. One of my favorite places to go in the entire world. It really is so nice. I, um, I was talking about, I was recommending um Isla Mirada to somebody and I was telling them the resort that we all stayed at at that alt daily retreat last year and I was reminiscing about how much fun that was and how I hope we can do it again sometime yeah, it's, 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 it's in the works I'm, I'm, I'm planting I'm planting it right the now. seed um, I, when I will be down there this weekend we I, could even do the podcast from there I, we could that would be fun. I know. I, I'm, I'm funny enough. I've been getting the nudge from a lot of people. I'm sure it was. It was an amazing. It was the best trip. I mean, I couldn't even believe it. I, I remember nobody. Colin was like, I can't believe this is your boss. Yeah. And I was like, um, I know. It was, it was a lot of it was fun. was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, 
But you just got a personal trainer. Yes, I did. Well, I decided, you know, as somebody that I, I love fitness, I, I love to work out, but there's always room for improvement. And so I kind of felt like, and a lot of people out there, I'm sure can relate to this, no matter where you are in your fitness life or your fitness goals. Sometimes no matter how hard you work out or whatever you're doing, you can almost feel like you're sort of plateauing, right? So like I'm at a point in my fitness journey where I'm in good shape. I feel good. I'm capable of doing a lot at the gym and that helps me being outside of the gym and everything that I do. But I also felt like I wanted to learn more. I wanted to figure out what I could do next. You know, I'm certainly not an expert. So I decided to treat myself. Megan spends two hours at the gym. I, like an, between an hour and two hours. <laughs> between not an hour and 45 minutes, an hour and 55 minutes. <laughs> so I decided to treat myself um, to, I bought a 12 pack of sessions at the gym. All right. So. <laughs> okay. I was going to ask the cost and I got to know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. It's obnoxious. Personal training is an investment. It's not for everyone. <laughs> but for me, it was something that I wanted to invest in. Right before the podcast, you said you can ask me anything. And, I, <laughs> and I, you start, you look, I, you looked at me, as I said, and you kind of gave me the <laughs> like, no, no, no. Okay. Um, yeah, by the way, I'm going to need a raise now because these <laughs> were so expensive. So I bought 12 sessions. So what you do where, where I work out at the gym is they put you through an assessment first before I start the 12 sessions. So I did an assessment yesterday, which was an hour long with the person that I'm going to have as my trainer. And then I actually have my first session tomorrow. And it was really interesting because I... I got all of these different things done. Like you stand on this really cool machine and you have to like grip these handles and you're barefoot on it. And it tells you your body, fat. your body fat, how much water is in your body, how much of your body is made up of lean muscle and all your percentages and all that. And so that was really cool and definitely made me feel really good. And um, I got, you know, scores that I was very, very, very pleased with. So from there, then they put you through something called functional movement systems. It's FMS and it's the same fitness test that they put athletes in the NFL through and a lot of different pro athletes go through. And it's a way for trainers and people that play professional sports for them to assess where you could be injury prone, where you could have different things wrong with you. So for myself, for example, like I'm very lean and I have a fairly low, I'm in the athletic in the athlete section of percentage of body fat. I have 17% body fat. So that's really good for a woman. When does this bragging stop? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, it's about to, because what I'm going to say is as somebody that looks quite lean, I then was doing all these tests and realized like core stability and core muscles and all that. I'm very, very weak on like incredibly so. And I never would have thought that upper body. I have a lot of work that I need to do up there. So it was like, they put you through all of these different like balance tests and grabbing things and movements and all that. And something that I thought, Oh my God, like I would watch trainers at the gym doing this with people yeah. and think like, Oh my God, that's ridiculous. Like they can't do that. And then I was put through the same test. Give and me an was example of one. A really, really humbling experience. Okay. So basically one, for example, was I had to lie on the ground completely like on my stomach. Okay. So like my hands stretched out yeah. in front of me, my feet behind me. Then you have to put your short, your hands in a 90 degree position. So women position their hands by their chin. Okay. Okay. Then you raise your knees and your feet off the ground yep. and you have to push up from the ground. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The idea to get the top score is to almost think of your body as like a board, right? Yep. So you want to lift all at once. It's, I can't you do You have to that. do a push up? You have to push up from the floor. Do it, let me see it. It's really hard. I'll show it. you right now. Okay, it. hang on. Megan's putting, she's putting her headphones down. Okay. She's on the floor. She's in a push-up position. Okay, so you see where my hands are? I see where your hands are. Oh, you're actually doing a push-up. From the ground. 
Oh, and your whole body has to stay the... Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you see... I'm not, I'm not doing that. If you paid attention, you would have probably seen that, like, with me, I can't do that. Like, I almost graze with my chest and my shoulders first, and then the rest of my body comes up. Got it. Which signifies that I have a weak core. Okay. And that I have an underdeveloped upper body. Oh. So it's like something I never would have thought because I can do push-ups at the gym, but now it turns out maybe I haven't been doing them so great. Oh. Yeah. So it was really interesting. See, not all bragging. It so was, now you just have to do the, like, like those like 30 times a I day know. Now. So now, but the cool thing was then you work with a trainer and then he says, okay, here's what we're going to do. And How long do you work with the trainer now? I'll work with him for an hour and 15 minutes. Oh my God. No, I'm so excited. I wish I could buy What's like... his name? Um, well, I don't... It, the guy that I think I'm going to work with is a guy named Adam. Adam from South Beach is probably gorgeous. <laughs> He's probably absolutely hot. Yeah, he is pretty good looking. Okay. All right. And so now is he working with other people at the same time or just you? No, it would be just me. You, It's a personal training session. What time session. do you go? Well, tomorrow I'm going to meet him at four o'clock. Morning or afternoon? Afternoon. Oh my God, okay. Jake. No. Um, so they will all be different. But the cool thing is I'll be able to tell you guys at different times all of the different things that I'm learning how to do. Okay, don't our, answer the like, phone. It's, it's Dishner. It's he Dishner. knows. It's one of our favorite. It's one of actually our favorite listeners who called. Who called during the podcast? It's hey. because he knew that we were recording and he wanted to be a part of this. I'm going to call you back after the show. <laughs> we're just freestyling you're not this on the, entire you're show. Not on the air, but, um, but <laughs> we I are like, talking this about you. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So, anyways, I'll let everybody know as I'm going through it. And the cool thing is, I'll be able to share with everybody exercises that I learned. So maybe people will be able to do them at home. Oh, so let me ask you this question: If you are just wanting to get going at the gym would you recommend absolutely a, just to start and go if you go to to get a trainer or something yeah. yeah well most gyms pretty much every gym that i've ever belonged to or been to if you join a gym even if you've been there for a year or more everybody gets a free personal training session uh-huh. at almost every gym in the country wow. so even if you've been working out at your gym for a long time you should inquire with your membership advisors if you are eligible for that because every single gym yeah. offers it. And so that's how I ever first learned how to exercise and work out was I joined a gym a long time ago. I had a free personal training session. They showed me things to do and then I kind of just went off on my own. So it doesn't hurt. I mean, not everybody, this is the first yeah. time in my life that I've ever been able to be like, Oh, I can, what's the end. Training. Is there an end game? No, I mean, just it's to just, continue, just infinity, just, to, con- just to keep going, look even more buff than you every time. I Oh, come. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, I've been running now the, um, about every day, four miles a day. Cause I haven't been doing a lot of the, the strength training, um, uh, just because that's just in the mode I'm in. And I actually, f- I feel good. I like what I'm doing, but I have started to see a little bit of my muscle deterioration. Really? Um, yeah. Cause I'm not, cause I'm not listing, push-ups. I'm not listing, not lifting weights. I'm just running now, but I am, I will tell you that I've, st- I definitely have toned down like I've definitely mm-hmm. like toned down and slimmed down but I'm not getting as defined but I, I knew that going into it because I just like right now for for my stress and for just my mindset I just enjoy the, the running action of it so I mean as long as you're doing something and you're doing obviously a lot with four miles like I could never run four miles in a row like that it's good as long as you're moving whatever it so is I thought, that everybody I thought my decides. four miles is really good um I can do about a seven and a half minute that's insane mile. So it's going to like a 30 minutes to wrap it up. Jeez. So I was at a holiday party. I was talking with two guys and they're talking about like how they run and stuff like that. And I was talking to one guy and he was saying how he gets up, uh, his, he runs the bait, the local bait shop. Mm-hmm. Um, Todd, love Todd. If you're ever, if you're ever in town, go to Juno bait. Um, but he, we were talking and he says he gets up every morning at four in the morning yeah. to go run. 
and he run. I forget. He might run like four or five miles. He probably runs thirty. I don't know. And so it's like, oh man, I was like, cool. What's you know? You always ask. You know, mm-hmm. you know what's your mile? Because you you always compare. And I think that he said, um, right now he's running like a five and a half minute mile. Oh, so just like, I immediately felt like a slob and I was oh. like, oh my God, are you serious? <laughs> and if, if he listens, I it, it could be sh- shorter than that. And then I talked to another person who was saying that he was, um, he ran in college. Mm-hmm. Um, he ran a track, uh, and that if for, he ran the two mile and he could get, his mile paced down to like four and a half minutes. Oh and so here I'm just like, you know, you thought you were good with seven and a half. Let's stop talking about running now. <laughs> let's stop talking about running now. Cause I will, not, I'm not gonna lie when I'm out there running, I pass everybody. <laughs> I pass every single person. So like, I'm thinking this is great. And then I'm talking to them I'm like, this is good. It's, I'm now I'm humbled now. That, good. Uh, um, so it's, there's like, always room for improvement. And it's funny. There's this one guy and you'll get this, like I found, and this is probably, this is probably what I missed from, from not running was you start to see kind of like some familiar faces mm-hmm. and you kind of get a little more winks you get yeah. a little more smiles and stuff like that and there's this one guy um, i don't I have no clue what his name is and he kind of wears this bandana um, he's a really just just this buff guy and um running and he's he's walks with some people or occasionally he'll run and like at first start off, I was like, Hey, how's it going? But now he's just, his smile lights up my morning. Every That's time nice. I say just the nicest waves to me and everything. So very, very nice gentleman. Don't know his name. Um, so that's what's going on. That's why Megan is getting a personal trainer. <laughs> um, is he trying to talk to you about food at all? I mean, he wanted to talk about that and I was like, we'll get to that. It was like, I got that. Yeah. I got that. <laughs> um, so we're going to skip over a few topics right now. Cause there's something I want to get to uh-huh, the meat of this. Uh-huh. Um, I want to talk about something called sleep paralysis now hold on because i because you're gonna jump into it but no, i don't know i was gonna say what i want to know what made you think of this i get sleep paralysis really yes so let me let me just start this off so i've kind of told the story about how i always dealt with you know my fear of death and everything when i was little etc well there's always been this other thing that's always happened since i've been little um and it's that sometimes and i remember the first couple times this happened i was this was back when I was really young. I was actually in my parents' bed. And I remember, because, you know, when you're little, sometimes you would crawl into bed with your parents, right? And I remember laying there. And I remember, like, seeing this, like, this white glowing thing. And I was sure it was a ghost. And I was trying to scream. I was literally just trying to scream. Like, my mouth open, just trying to scream. And I could not move any part of my body. And in my head, I'm kind of making noises, but nobody was waking up or anything like that. And then it went, stopped. And then I woke up and there was nothing there and I'm freaked out. And then <laughs> I was, oh I just my God. Megan's face. And so since this is exact, this is exactly what I read about. So this. since then, this is actually, this happens now. How often? Um, maybe a couple times a year, but here's the crazy oh thing. God. Here's the crazy thing. I can tell when it's going to happen. So, so let me walk you guys through what how, Megan's got like the medical definition. She walked a doc, she watched a documentary and everything <laughs> on this. I'm gonna walk you through what happens with me. Um, so I'll go to lay down at bed and usually it doesn't happen as soon as I fall. It's usually when I'm sleeping and then I wake back up whether I have to go pee or let the dog out, whatever. And here's what happens. I lay down and I, this, this unbelievable heaviness, like this heavy, like, Oh, I'm so tired comes upon you. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) And then I feel this pressure in my ear and it's not like a tinnitus ringing. It's more of like a and then I know it's coming on. So sometimes I'll try and pop up so I can just kind of 
but at this point it's already it's got its grasp on me so if, even if i try and pop up i'm gonna be so tired and then happens and then i literally um like the other night like I, this white flash came and i remember like opening my eyes and you all there's all it's never a pleasurable experience it's never like you know somebody wants to come in there and go surfing or whatever and you're on this wave it's it's my eyes are open so i'm actually aware of the room but now they have this uncanny sense this unrealistic sense that there's somebody in the room coming in the house and so it's like i'm trying to scream trying to wake gina up you know trying to get noah up and everything and i can't move or anything and i'm looking at the room around me and i can't do anything about it and this person is about to come into the room and then then kind of like i'm able to like and just jigger enough to get my body going where then i kind of like wake up and that happened Two nights ago. Yes. And this is something that has happened. Your entire life, pretty much. My entire life. Now, since I've, since I've started meditating, it never happened less and less. Um, but it is something that still lingers. Okay. So I'm <laughs> I totally wish I, freaked out right now. I wish now. I had a video on you as I was explaining that. I'm totally freaked out right now. And here's why. I've heard of sleep paralysis before. I wasn't really quite sure. I've, knock on wood, never experienced anything like this myself. But there is a documentary on Netflix. Well, there's a, I, when I there's was documentaries at, everywhere, oh, I yeah, know. Yeah. But there's one that I had heard of a long okay. time ago. It's not exactly the best documentary. I mean, you're not going to watch it for like the cinematic quality. And the reenactments are a little bit cheesy. They kind of make it like a, a scary movie documentary. Yeah. But they follow eight people in the story is about eight different people. I mean, living in Manchester in the United Kingdom, living in Kentucky, in New York City all different random places in the world. And these people are recounting having this thing called sleep paralysis. Yeah. The fact that you said you hear the noise, yeah. every single person says that as it starts to happen, they hear a noise. One guy related it to the sound, and that's why I just freaked out when you did that. One guy related it to the sound of like a washing machine or a dryer that's like kind of got like maybe sneakers in it or something that's like sort yep. of making that banging. I know another woman in the documentary related it to like being a vibration sound that yep. she hears that takes over her entire body. Yep, I've had that too. So the thing is, in this documentary, it's called The Nightmare. This is the one that I watched. Every single person says that when they experience this, they have the feeling of not being able to move anything, of being completely awake, of knowing that they're awake, yep. of some of them re relate to it as being, they almost feel like they wake up dead. Yeah. Like you're dead, you know, you can't move. And every single one of them says that it feels like a dark, ominous presence is coming into their room, yep. is coming near them, <laughs> is in their doorway. Some of them even describe being able to see like almost what would it be a shadowy sure. figure. Yep. Every single person in this documentary, and these are not people that know each other. These are all different people whose stories are all intersecting in the exact same way. And the fact that you just said you have the exact <laughs> never same seen thing the documentary. is totally freaking crazy to me. It's, um, it's, it's so funny because before I used to actually be really scared of them too. I, like, I, I hope would I'd be never terrified. get these or whatever. But now that like I know of it, I'm aware of it. Yes, it is actually terrifying. Like as it's happening, like in whatever state of sleep that is, um, I it's like it doesn't scare me that it would happen tonight. It doesn't scare me. Like when I eventually wake up, I'm like, Whoof, 
That was they good. all said the same thing. They're all like, God, that sucked. But, yeah. you know, okay. it's okay. I'm it's okay. Over. There's nobody in the house right uh-huh. now, right? And so it's... um. It, I, I have a feeling that it actually does come from kind of like a mental compartment about being afraid, whether it's of somebody in the house. I also think that it probably came from, uh, you know, a, a younger, as I like to use the word compartment, um, of, you know, of experiencing something um, when you were younger um, that has just hasn't worked its way out. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like your brain saying, you know, and hey, you know what? You were scared of this when you were little. This is still this is still with you right now. Well, because they say that when you go into REM sleep, those are the things that come out. That's why people always have weird dreams that can sort of be related back to different things. But what's so crazy is that there are many, many, many different reasons or causes that doctors and psychologists think this could be a result of. Some people um, theorize that it could be a result of sleep deprivation or, of course, stress you know, some meant it's, it's seen more in younger people and people that have psychological issues, but it can occur with anyone at any time. And it's just so scary because there's really no way to figure out when it's going to happen or why it happens. Something that I thought was really interesting that I wanted to share when I was doing my research on sleep paralysis is accounts of sleep paralysis can actually be found all the way back to the 10th century in Persian medical tests. Well, did you see any of like, um, during your research, uh, do you see like any, because there's like, ancient art depicting Renaissance this. paintings are really, really We're big with people it. People just like laying down and there's and like, like a, a goblin or a yeah. goblin mm-hmm. on, their, on their stomach. Yeah, yeah, look at this one. Yes, that's exactly what I was talking uh-huh. about. And so it's um, it's definitely goes back way, way, way back. Before. Yeah, they say that there was a Swiss painter named Henry Fusilli and all of his paintings are inspired by supernatural dream experiences and people theorize that he suffered from sleep paralysis because his most famous paint paintings feature women or men laying in what appears to be sleep and then demons and stuff all over them. Yeah. It's so crazy to think about. And then it's, 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 it's funny because as I, as I've been reading about it for a while now, um, it also ex- explains again, I'm not anti UFO. I'm not anti alien. Um, I don't think there's men with the big eyes, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- a lot of people's, uh, what a lot of people think is that this is ex- this explains a lot of people's you uh, like alien encounters or abductions or ghost encounters, etc. Like maybe this is you're like, experiencing is, something because like that? if you have no clue what sleep paralysis is, you know, if, if let's just say if, if it happened, if we never had this discussion happens to you tonight, you're going to be like, holy shit, what just happened? Yeah, absolutely. Because if you have no knowledge of it, it's the scariest thing. And I remember when it first hit me, like, because I could never really explain it to anybody. And then it was about 10 years ago, I was talking to one of my friends, Hobie, and I, I was saying how like this happened the other night. And he was like, explain it more. And he was like, I think that's sleep, sleep paralysis. And so we like, were looking it up. And I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what it was. But if you never experience, if you never knew what it was, and if you and if you've never experienced it, and you do, you sure like I could see where people say I was abducted last night. There's somebody, somebody came in my room and something happened, right? Because that's fucking terrifying. Take- <laughs> <laughs> this I is wish, make, my hands are know, sweating. I'm like freaking out right uh, now because it's one of those things. As it's happening, this is scary. This it's like its own version of hell too because there's like. It's they say never this. ending, right? It's just like uh-huh. it's never ending. It's its own its own version of hell because it's not like, even though you're aware, you're not aware enough to know that it's a sleep paralysis where you just kind of deal with it. So it feels like this is hell, and it's never ending. And then once you come out of it, you're like, whew. 
So to be a little technical about it for people out there that might be interested. So this is actually way more complicated than saying that it's a nightmare. Because when you enter deep REM sleep, your body, your brain tells your body's voluntary muscles to relax and go into a state of almost paralysis. And that's when your brain is able to slowly shut down and all of that. But what happens in sleep paralysis, the body remains paralyzed in REM, but the brain and the eyes awaken. Yep. So the brain wakes up, the eyes start to open. And so you actually, they say you're alert in a transient conscious state, yeah. but that you're completely unable to move. And they say some people feel like a sensation of chest pressure. And this is what's so scary. <laughs> Episodes can last, as if it's not scary enough. Episodes can last anywhere from 20 seconds to a few minutes, yeah. which one of the guys which, in the documentary said it, it might as well be a year because yeah, that's how long it feels. That's how long it feels. Um, and it's... Ugh. It, the funny thing, I was one of the things that I was reading, and I don't know if this is true or not, but was saying, um, but it's also because your para, because like your body isn't waking up or you know, et cetera yet. It's also your brain being smart, saying it's not going to wake up your body at mm -hmm. this point because if it does, you're going to be running around the house and you're just going to be freaking out, whatever, because you're still not. Awake. <laughs> and even though there is sleepwalking and stuff like that, but this is, um, I don't know. It's. Um, I was so nervous. I told you I was so nervous going to sleep last night because I was like, this is going to be on my mind. I was researching it. I watched a documentary. I'm going to have this crazy nightmare. Thank God I didn't. But it's funny. I can definitely feel it coming on. So, and it's. I'm trying to think if it's any like the way I lay or anything like that. Maybe it's because uh, the, the only thing I could think of was I had a late coffee two days ago, like a late espresso. I had probably had it about six thirty. That and, is really late. Yeah, what the hell um, are you doing? I was doing dishes. Did you see my did you I see my time lapse thing. dishes thing? <laughs> so it was really quick. Um, and then I do remember kind of just being like. It was too, it was probably too late to have the espresso, but I did because I had to cook and clean and everything like that. Um, and maybe it was just the fact that even though I was hyper stimulated, I was actually maybe more tired. Mm -hmm. Maybe I was like really super tired because that's the feeling. It's like really like this. Unbelievable, that's what they say. Like all of a sudden you're so you're so exhausted. tired, and it's like it keeps everything. And it's almost at that point, it's like oh god, I just really want. It's and it's almost like very comforting where you're just like I just want to fall. And then it's like and then you feel that woof. Woof, woof, woof. and you can feel the pressure coming on and it's um that's really scary the noise that you say that you hear <laughs> because in the documentary the first guy they interview does the same noise and he says it sounds like a washing machine that's it, like and off you can its track feel pressure in your ears and this last one this last one was crazy too because as i'm recounting it there was definitely like a white flash there was definitely like a and it wasn't like a white flash in the room it was a white flash of you could say consciousness or whatever like during my like a, during the part of my sleep where right after that white flash happened that's when it was just like all right game on sleep paralysis let's go <laughs> so when you wake up from something like this yeah and obviously you you because you do wake up yeah. do you like try and immediately go back to sleep or do you have oh, to give yourself more, a few go, minutes go make some more milk and you know just you know. i mean like i would have i feel like i would have to like distract myself or something for a few for minutes. For the longest time, I would distract myself. Yeah, like that would scare me. For the longest time, I would, and it, sometimes it can actually come back. This is that's this is the part oh that kind of sucks. Is you, you can wake, get more in one yeah, night. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's say if you do it, you're like, oh, and then if you try and like, and then it can actually you can start feeling it again, and, and like, it's like fuck. It's like the only thing I could probably do right now is make get up and have a cup of coffee so I don't go to sleep. Mm -hmm. But it's um. You just like now that I'm aware of it, it's really not as scary now that I'm aware of it. Yeah. Because he's kind of like wake up and like, oh, it's it's fine. But like in the middle of it, it's hell. You come out, you're like, okay, it's it's fine. Um, so I guess what I do is when I wake up from it, 
Like I would have to, you know, look at my phone or turn but the TV the thing on is, like, or something. Once you come out of that kind of um, the paralysis, right? And mm-hmm. you're, let's say you're awake, it's still a heavy, heavy, um, tired exhaustion. F- exhaustion. And it's just kind of like, I could get up and pee, but I'm just so tired right now. And then it's just like, and then you roll the dice again by going to sleep. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so sorry for you. No, it, 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 I feel sorry for people who've had no clue what it is. Yeah. Cause that's the most sure. terrifying thing. Um, now the, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get, I always like to think of worst case scenario is <laughs> what happens if an actual break-in happens during a sleep paralysis? That's got to be <laughs> the worst thing ever. Cause now it's like you come out and you're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, <laughs> I, um, I hope that never happens to anybody. It won't. Um, but it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's kind of a scary thing, but like right now, like I just, it's, I just roll with it. And that's probably the first time I've had one in maybe like a year. Wow. Yeah. Um, I also get, I get, um, I used to get migraines a lot, uh-huh. like once a month where, um, was, we could probably talk about this in another podcast, but where another, like where I'll see like an aura, it'll start where like, if I'm looking at you right now, like right up to the side of your face, I'll see this little spinning thing. And it's this tiny one that'll eventually grow and grow and get like bigger where I literally can't see anything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's not like things go black. It's just kind of like this, everything's like jumbled mm-hmm. and I don't have a headache at that point. Once it goes away, that's when I'll get a headache. Hmm. Um, but what, why I bring that up is I'd much rather deal with the sleep <coughs> with a sleep paralysis than, than a migraine than a like migraine. that. Yeah, okay. it really, it really, the migraine just sucks. And it's not that it's, and it's not so much that it's the, it's a, because it, it does hurt. It's, it, it is painful, but it's more of just such an inconvenience. Like we were going somewhere and we were starting to drive, and I was like, oh shit. I was like, you got to drive, Gina. I was like, I, or we got to pull Oh, over. they can come on like that. Yeah. And I was like, and it's, and it's, I would say it's the most like depressing feeling. Like when you, you know, it's coming when you know, like, and I have like all these like tests that I'll look at my hand and like, there's a certain spot I look at my hand and if I can't see this part of it, I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> and it's, it's, that's, that's more annoying. And those have actually also, um, not been as prevalent since I started meditating. Huh. Um, those have actually gone down. But the, uh, they still occasionally happen, which they just suck. But the sleep paralysis is... Sounds sure. terrible. It's really not. It's kind of, But you know what? There's another whole a whole other side of the stuff that we haven't talked about, which is um, like lucid dreaming, where people can literally train themselves to be aware that they're dreaming, where they can actually control their dreams. How do I, that, it's like that movie Inception. I don't know. I've never seen it. Oh, it's a good movie, but it's the same thing. Like they're, you're aware in your dream and you can like have a dream within a dream within yeah. a dream. The funny, th- I, I it's, it's so funny because this doesn't, it doesn't happen with pleasurable dreams. Sometimes we have like, I sometimes have like extremely pleasurable dreams either, whether it's like surfing or whatever. And then you try and go back to sleep to capture that. Yes. Again, yes. And you can't get you can never, it. But you have a nightmare. You're like but right sleep back paralysis, into it. I'm just like, I don't want to do it. And bam. It's like, <laughs> Oh, there it is again. That's so true. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. So that's, um, but yeah, the, the whole kind of the whole dreaming thing is really interesting, but the whole like even lucid dreaming where people can control their dreams that they're in. We should look into that. We should. Maybe we'll, we'll do another podcast. Um, would love to hear from anybody who, um, who's either heard of it or experienced it, um, or wants to share their story, etc. Um, you know, send in your comments, topics, um, and again, it, if you don't have anything to say on sleep paralysis, but you want to win a coffee uh, maker, send us you know comments and topics that you want us to discuss. Um, you can send it to podcast at the alternative daily dot com. Um, but definitely, if you have any 
experience any experience with, with sleep paralysis or anything you know and if we do we have one of these coffee makers to give away but if you have any experience with it and wants to share yours you know we'll give you something else whether it's you know a free bag of coffee or mm-hmm. or something we'll send your way so. yeah so email us podcast at the alternative daily.com yeah it's um i'm glad i figured out what it was yeah that um, must have been scary for a long time yeah. one of the guys in the documentary uh is i think probably i'm surmising he was probably in like in his mid to late 40s in the documentary so he was talking about when this was happening when he was growing up and one there was no internet and two there was really no way to know if other people were experiencing it it happened to him when he was about five six years old for the first time he said it was terrifying yeah well here's what's even scarier too is if you look that it's happened you know for ages now centuries and think about even if somebody experienced this like a hundred years ago and didn't have you know the internet or encyclopedias or something to yeah. talk to you literally would think that uh, if i go to sleep there's gonna be this goblin that comes or in evil I, spirits think uh, about you know like the 10th century when it was like very religious yeah. and all of that and you so know? people would think that you're Demons, evil and yeah. then you salem witch hunts come and you're done <laughs> so i'm glad that i'm experiencing sleep paralysis in now 2016. in 2016 <laughs> from 1982 to 2016 um yeah, so that's our take on sleep paralysis. So if you do get it, Megan, let me know. Oh Call my, me. are you kidding? I'm going to be so <laughs> pissed at you. I'm going to be calling you in the middle th- of the night. I don't night. think it's contagious. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe it is. All right. So um, so also last night. So today is Tuesday, February 2nd. Mm-hmm. Last night was a big night in Iowa. I don't have Ralph here to give us a political update, but I do have, <laughs> I can throw it back over to Megan. <laughs> so the Iowa caucus, which many people say is the first determiner in the steps towards the presidential race and who will be the next president of the United States. Very, very interesting poll results came out. Now, just a few interesting facts about this. There were 45% of GOP voters actually said it was their first caucus. And of those, 30% voted for Donald Trump. But it wasn't enough to give Donald Trump the lead that he has been bragging about for the past six months that he was going to surely have. As it turns out, Ted Cruz was the front runner for the GOP. He had a 28.7%. Trump was at 25.2%. And Rubio was at 212 Interesting because that must have been really, really difficult for Donald Trump to deal with, considering the fact that he has been leading in national polls. He has been talking about how he's a leader. He has been, you know, kind of getting down on some of these other candidates. So it was interesting to see the speech that he ended up making at the end of his at the end of the day when he spoke to Iowa. He said that he was humbled and honored to you know come in second and that you know he's ready for new hampshire which of course is the next one a lot of people are saying that perhaps it has to do with the fact that he did skip that last debate last week over his conflicts with megan kelly who is the moderator and fox news so that was very interesting also very interesting was the fact that hillary clinton and bernie sanders were so close together that they really It was coming down for some voters almost to a coin flip. I think for a long time, Hillary Clinton and her supporters were probably thinking that they were going to have this crazy, crazy, crazy landslide lead over Bernie Sanders. Turns out that wasn't exactly the case. It was about 50.8% to 48.7%. That has since changed. Now it's even different than that? Yes, I'm actually with with 100% reporting from what I'm, and this is last updated 11.37 a.m. And we oh, are now so 12.14 p.m. that was less than an hour ago. Um, Hillary Clinton has an edge of 49.9%. <laughs> 
to Bernie Sanders, 49.6%. That's crazy. Now, that's with 100% reporting. Um, so, and I haven't read anything that, you know, if they're going to go back and do a recount because I don't necessarily know if they're going to do a recount for something like this. Mm-hmm. But what's important here is, is because the way it works is, you know, you get so many delegates for each, for, for when it, primaries and, and, and caucuses are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But what this means now is that if, given this, that Hillary Clinton has 22 delegates from Iowa and Bernie Sanders has 21 delegates. I mean, it's literally, wow. I mean, it's literally one fif- person. Call it 50, yeah. 50 at uh-huh. that point. Well, right? that's what Bernie Sanders actually said last night was, uh, we're just going to say it's a tie. Right. And so, and the reason why Iowa it's quote unquote so important. Like everybody's like, you know, why so yeah, important? Yeah, everybody so was wondering it's, that. There's no major weight in it. It's not like this one has more weight than the other. The main reason is this was the first one. So this is the first kind of like testing ground. Um, it's more of kind of like, thinking about it like the beginning of the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's not that what's going to happen is you're going to have a couple people drop out. There were two that dropped out. O'Malley on the Democratic O'Malley side. O'Malley dropped out. And um, Huckabee. Huckabee. And now saying that Ben Carson is going to go home to Florida, as, as he said, to um, change clothes. Um, but he will be back on the trail, is what they said. But, you know, at this point, they're going to start weeding out a lot of things, which is good because then they can start focusing on some, some of the real main issues. But um, nothing really decided on the Democrat side. So this is going to be, on the Democrat side, it's going to be a slugfest um, until, I don't, I think it's, I got to look it up when the actual, um, I think it's maybe June or July, something like that, um, when the actual, um, what do you call that when they get all, you know, get behind them. And the same thing on the Republican side is, you know, it's still close with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is. So as of for, for the, the most recent reporting for this one is 27.6% for Cruz, 24.3% for Trump and 23.1% for. I'm even I'm not really surprised with the Cruz and the Trump because that's. I, but Rubio really jumped up. That's the biggest thing is the Rubio thing, because if you actually look, there's there's a closer gap between Rubio and Trump than there is between Trump and Cruz at this point. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, there's uh, Rubio is more of, we could call it the establishment mm-hmm. um, one and the Trump and Cruz tickets are more of the anti-establishment ones. Well, that was the first thing that Ted Cruz said last night in his um, speech after thanking God was saying that I think it talks about how it's showing that the American people want to break away from the big government, from the establishment, and move towards what he says is, you know, the vote of the people. Well, it, it, which he's actually not not wrong there because go. I'm going back to the Democratic side, and Bernie Sanders is not an establishment candidate. Absolutely not. You know, and so it what Ted Cruz is actually saying is there is true. Now, what it would, what's going to be interesting is is you know i've been looking at numbers whether it's new ham uh, new hampshire's next and that cruise is not polling well in new hampshire i think actually trump should win that pretty easily so it's going to be kind of like a flip uh it, it's, the first couple are going to be a couple flip-flops um in terms of you know where these things go but if, if you're as i recall for 2012 um rick santorum yes won the Iowa caucus mm-hmm. and he actually ended up bowing out you know right after that pretty pretty close um and and Mitt Romney didn't win all of the states, and it was Newt Gingrich won South Carolina. So Newt, so so Mitt kind of played that, you know, uh, not the, the second place card, but kind of he was more consistent along the way. So the reason why Iowa is so important is because it's the first. That's exactly why. So people can actually start getting a read on things. Um, I actually have two friends coming to visit me on Thursday that are from Iowa uh, <laughs> or, or Illinois. They live in Galena, Illinois now, oh, but okay. they're from Coal City and Dubuque. 
Interesting. Um, so, but what's going to be even bigger is what's called Super Tuesday, which is, I think, I think it's March 13th. I'll pull that up in one second. Do you know what Super Tuesday is? No, but I bet you're going to tell me. I'm going to tell you. You're like bringing in all your experience from your past life here. I am. I like it. <laughs> so, and actually, I used to, um, I interviewed people on Super Tuesday to see who they were going to, who they voted for. Um, Super Tuesday is actually going to be... As I'm looking at, so I'll explain what Super Tuesday is as I figured this out. Um, Super Tuesday is when I think it's like 13 states hold their primary primaries, and that's when you get pretty much your best read on who is going to be the nominee because it's not you know this doesn't carry you through like I was now the next week is mm-hmm. X whatever. There's just like a big slugfest come <laughs> come uh, come Super Tuesday, um, which I can't actually can't figure out when it is. Um, but anyways, that's going to be the big <laughs> that's going to be the big one. Um, is Super Tuesday, which I think it's actually it's in the beginning of March. Um, so that's the um, that's the Iowa update. You have anything else on that, Megan? No, I have not. Who are you else. voting for? Can I ask that? I don't know yet. March first is March first. Super, Super, Super Tuesday. I have no idea who I'm going to vote for. And it might it might even be more than thirteen. Wow. Um, it's also Groundhog Day today. It is Groundhog Day today. Puxatawney Phil, he did not see his shadow. That means he's calling for an early spring to come. This is what I don't get. I think it's really just tradition. It's not real. Are you, you're not going to let me get on my soapbox. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, we don't have enough time. <laughs> uh, no, here's what I don't get is, is why if you think that if he sees a shadow, the sun is out. If the sun is out, why wouldn't you think that spring is coming sooner? But if you come out and it's dreary and you don't see your shadow, right? Because I'm right, guessing that's right. what it is. The sun's out. You see your shadow because... Uh-huh. And so then you crawl back in your hole. Why <laughs> isn't it that that is the calling of spring and why is it the fact that if i don't see my shadow which means it's cloudy out that oh spring's coming soon i don't know did you ever think about that ever no i did not think about that does, that, does my argument make sense yes it does make sense if it's sunny out why does that tell me that spring's coming hmm. i do you know do you have any stats on to how many times punxsutawney phil has been right yeah, yeah. oh no oh. <laughs> damn it <laughs> i but i did have an interesting fact that i texted you this morning Puxatani Phil not seeing his shadow. That's only happened 17 times in 129 years. He's 129 years old. <laughs> yeah, he's really oh old. Oh my gosh. Uh, Puxatani Phil. Um, and do you know what's interesting is groundhogs are apparently not very nice. Um, they like look very cuddly and cute, but they're really not really nice. What? Groundhogs? Yeah, apparently they're kind of vicious. Well, yeah. Um, oh, here, let's go. Ready? According to the storm fact, this is... This is Literally the first thing that came up on Google. Okay, so <laughs> I don't even know what this is saying. It's a very serious podcast. According to here. the stormfacts.com site, sounds pretty legit. As of 2016, Punxsutawney Phil has made 120 predictions with an early spring no shadow predicted 18 times. Ah, so, okay, the site states without evidence or corroborative references that as of 2015, the prediction has, has proved correct 39% of the time. The predictions. So basically, he's right 39% of the time. Okay. Um, sounds like me and my arguments with my wife. <laughs> so he's. And then you remember that you're wrong. Yeah. Always. Do you know where Punxsutawney is? In Pennsylvania? Yes. Well, I know that from the movie. Oh, goodness. Do you know how, do you know how long ago that movie was made? When did it come out? Uh, before I was born. 23 years ago. Not really? Not yes. before I was born. No, it's not that old. <laughs> I'm not that old. Um, Groundhog Day is such a good movie, though. It really is. Yeah. It's hilarious. I love Bill Murray. When was the last time you saw it? 
um, like last year on Groundhog Day, I think they aired on TV. Do you do that? Do you, no, uh, I don't yes, do it. Do. I don't do it. But when it's on oh on Groundhog God. Day, oh my God, it's do you go? No, I don't do it. But it's it's going to be on TV. On Cinco de Mayo, do you go to a Mexican restaurant? No, I don't think yes, so. Yes, you do. <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day, do you go to an Irish restaurant? Yes. <laughs> it's funny because. Are we, Gina and I have this thing. This is how, like, I know you guys go to Irish restaurants yeah, on, on Cinco de Mayo. On Cinco de Mayo, we go to like an Irish pub. <laughs> uh, it's beautiful. There's nobody there. It's great. And then on <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day, we go to our favorite Mexican restaurant. <laughs> nobody there. Um, yeah. So so you do watch Groundhog Day on Groundhog Day. Also. I love it. Um, there's also a, one more update that we want to get. Um, so we're going to take it away from our political consultant take it away from our Punxsutawney Phil consultant throw it over to our Zika virus consultant okay this is insane so I'm sure many of you have heard about the Zika virus this is that mosquito-borne virus that the World Health Organization as of yesterday declared this quote a public health emergency of international concern now the Zika virus is, again, an airborne mosquito virus. They believe it originated in Africa. But what's happened is since the f- current outbreaks began in May of 2015, they came about a lot in Brazil. And they were finding that women, there's a correlation between women who were pregnant and giving birth to babies born with abnormally small heads. It's called microcephaly. In Brazil and French Polynesia, there was a link between babies being born with microcephaly and women who had contracted the Zika virus from being bitten by these mosquitoes. So now it's a serious concern because of all of these countries in the Americas and in the Caribbean and in the Pacific Islands that now they're urging women, like if you're pregnant, I mean, what do you do if you're pregnant and you live in Brazil right now? Yeah, You can't go outside. And the problem is it really seems to be coming a lot as of late from Brazil. The fact that the Olympic Games are going to be in Rio later this year is freaking people out because millions of people are going to descend upon Brazil for the Olympic Games. And how can you go to a place where there's an international health crisis. And people are being very serious about this because a lot of people believe, and it is true, depending on what you read, that the World Health Organization didn't do enough when the Ebola outbreak first started, and then it became such a horrible problem for so long that that's why now the World Health Organization has said this is an international problem because as of right now, there's no vaccination for it. So if you get bitten by a mosquito carrying the Zika virus, one in five people will experience symptoms. Now, here's the thing. If you're not pregnant, if you're not trying to get pregnant right now, you can get bitten by a mosquito with Zika virus and it's mild symptoms. They say you can, it's everything from getting like um, a slight case of conjunctivitis or pink eye to just having flu-like symptoms. If so the biggest detriment is, if is you're pregnant. pregnant women or women trying to get pregnant because wow. they're also talking about the fact that like, for example, I actually am going with Colin in about four or five weeks to Mexico. Mexico is now on the list of places where they're saying do not travel. I'm not pregnant. I'm not intending to be pregnant for a while. I have a, quite a while. So it's not necessarily a concern of mine. I just heard on NBC News last night when they were talking about this that they're saying if you are bit or if your partner is bit because it can be transmitted through bodily fluids, it goes away within two weeks. Like your body passes it and then it's not like if I contract this, God forbid, in five years from now when I want to have a child, there's going to be a problem. 
the big concern is they are urging people, women, if you are pregnant or trying to become pregnant, do not go to more than 20 countries. I mean, everything from Barbados and Costa Rica, Brazil, obviously they're saying the United States, the United States Virgin Islands, Venezuela, Nicaragua, and then even Samoa and Cape Verde in Africa. You know, if you're pregnant, take nine months off. This is the Yenta coming out. <laughs> you know, take nine months off. Enjoy being wherever you are. And just take well, I think a off. lot of people, a lot of women or, you know, couples maybe go on that last vacation. We did that. Too. Right. The baby moon. But I wouldn't have gone. No, of course not. Interestingly we enough. Hawaii. We went to Hawaii. Interestingly enough. Trip, interestingly enough. And, and if you are pregnant and you have an upcoming trip, most airlines are actually now refunding plane tickets. Because of this? Because of this. That's like, good. if I were to call American Airlines and say, I'm pregnant, I can't go to Mexico. Sounds like a good out if you have, if, <laughs> if you need to get out. I'm, I'm sure you probably have to prove it somehow, maybe with like a doctor's note. I have no idea. Right. I didn't look into that because, again, my I can't mom. can't say, I'm pregnant. No, my mom was freaking out about this last week because I'm going to Mexico. And I told her, I'm like, I'm not pregnant. I'm not intending to get pregnant for Did a couple cry? of years. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that ended up being another conversation that I didn't want to get into. But if you are pregnant or trying to con- to conceive, mm. please. Now, what is it about the mosquito? Is it a new mosquito? Is it a, what is it? They, it's, it's a mosquito that, it's a disease that they believe originated in Africa that just made its way over here. It's an infection that the mosquitoes get and then the mosquitoes uh, okay. give it. So... It's just one of those things that they really don't know. And what's scary is they don't know how they're going to combat it. The um, president of Brazil, he is now suggesting, of course, Brazil is now at the top of this because they're saying, don't worry, don't worry. We'll be fine for the Olympics. So they're thinking about scientists are now looking not just for vaccinations, but they want to maybe look into creating a genetically modified mosquito that, can that eat could it. eat the Zika virus mosquitoes. I mean, and then what the fuck virus is that going to bring right. on? Right. And then know? what is that's going to start eating people? Exactly. And it's going to start eating babies. Exactly. Uh, but it is really, really terrible. I mean, if you've seen, if you've seen this on the news and you see the babies with these abnormally small heads, I mean, yeah. it's, it's really terrible. It's very, very sad. In El Salvador, they're urging women not to get pregnant for the next two years. Mm. So, I mean, that's crazy. Mm, that is terrible. I'm sure we have not heard the end of this. Oh, man. Well, th- thank you for that. <laughs> On that up- note. Uplifting update. Um, no, that's uh, that's just, that's really bad. Is it is it in here in the United States? It's in the United States. There's like 30 reported cases of it. Are there really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Where? All over. I mean, there, there were some in the Midwest. Oh, my goodness. So it's not just like, oh, we live in the Caribbean down here in Florida. It's close to us. It's all the way up in the Midwest. Man. So what are you going to do? Are you going to Mexico? Yeah, I'm going to Mexico. I'm not trying to have a baby. <laughs> and I literally just saw on the news last night, they're saying if you get one in five people get, let's say one in five people that get bitten by a bug with Zika virus will exhibit symptoms of it. But it's not like every mosquito has it. So it's not 100%. Even if you are bitten by a Zika infected mosquito. Only 20% of people will get Zika virus from it. Even if they're pregnant? Yes. But that's why they're saying who's going to take a chance like that? Right. You know, I mean, nobody's going to take a chance like that. I mean, people, I mean, when you're pregnant, you give up coffee. You're not going to a third world country. Good thing I'm not a woman. Yeah. I know it's not fair, but you know what? It's, it can be transmitted with bodily fluids. What, coffee? No. um, (laughs) The Zika virus. Okay. So you could, you know, have intercourse with somebody that 
was bitten by it. But again, one in five people will exhibit symptoms of it and so it you, will so clear you your system so, in two uh, weeks. So even if you never get bit and you have sex with somebody who did, they can give it to you and you get pregnant and oh, huh. wow. Right. So they're saying if you're, if you are bit like somebody like me, God forbid I were to get bitten by it and I get symptoms from it. It's very, very mild symptoms. Yeah. And then your body passes it in two weeks and then there's no future issues. Women stay home. Yeah. All women. All the single ladies. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> to Me- We're going to Cancun. <laughs> oh man, that's terrible. I hope, um, keep us, keep us updated. I will on that keep one. you abreast of this situation. Awesome. One hell of a show. That's a good one. <laughs> Well, remember, we are giving away one amazing coffee And we're giving maker. away some other free stuff, too. If yeah, just email us. Yeah, we'll give you We've that. been very generous. I'm making up fake email addresses. I can't take this anymore. Email us, podcast at thealternativedaily.com. We always love to connect with you guys and hear from you guys. So even if you don't feel like winning something, send us an email and let us know what you think of the show. What do you like? What do you don't like? How can we better serve you? If you want to connect with us on social media, you can find us online on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. And as always, at www.thealternativedaily.com. Do you want to share your personal Twitter or Instagram? <laughs> Megan Harris TV. Is it really? You're going to yeah. do it? Wow. Okay, I'll share my... I have a, twi- I have a Twitter handle. Um, you do? I just looked it up and last uh, the last time I posted it was in 2014. Oh, wow. So it's vintage. And the last time I posted before 2014 is 2011. Wow. So don't and, follow and Jake and on Twitter. Them, that sucks. Both of them were... <laughs> Both of them were me tweeting um, uh, the band members of OAR. Of course. You are such a fangirl. It's <laughs> no, 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 no. ridiculous. There's only two tweets, but it's like the only <laughs> two tweets that, 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 that show up. But if you want to follow me, I, if, if, I will tell you this. If I get more followers this week, this means that people are probably listening to the end, which this may be like five <laughs> of you guys. If, if I get more follow, I think I have like 75 now. <laughs> um, if I get more, I'll tweet more. I don't even know if I want to make that. Yeah, he's not going to tweet more. <laughs> it's, uh, you can just see me when I call out all my fa- favorite bands. Uh, it's Jake Surfs is what it is. That's cute. And the picture's me with like a bunch of birds on my head <laughs> for my wedding. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, so it's Jake Surfs. Maybe I'll tweet once every year and a half. <laughs> awesome. Well, Megan, thank you again for joining us. Always a pleasure to be uh, here. Ralph, we missed you today. Hopefully you're awake Hopefully now. Hopefully you woke up. Um, and good luck with everybody if you have sleep paralysis. Um, and good luck to you in a wedding this weekend. Uh, Make it a big yeah. speech, too. I do a big speech. It's a roast. I like to say it's a roast. Yeah, that, I'm sure they'll appreciate that. Yeah. Um, anyways, I will have more to report next week. Awesome, guys. We'll have a great week, and we will all catch up next week. Right? Bye, guys. You gonna yeah. Are you going to be here? Yeah. <laughs> That's it.